0: Why not a little Frank Sinatra bringing us back on WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York? You are the apple of my and speaking of the apple of my eyes, sunshine of my life, here is a lady who brings nothing but sunshine. I feel like this is Carrie Lake.
1: Oh, my gosh. That was a great intro. (laughs) But Carrie Lake,
0: you are... Carrie, let me thank you for something first. Um, Twitter had me shadow banned for so long. I would never see half the messages that people had sent to me. So when I reached out to you to see whether you could do the show, all of a sudden a message popped up from you. And the message was at the time that Rush Limbaugh passed. And you hadn't even, I don't even know whether you had even thought about running for governor then, but it was so beautiful, so heartfelt, sending your love and your condolences and your deep respect for Rush that it brought tears to my eyes then. I didn't see it at the time, but it's still so, it means so much to me now, and I just want to thank you so much. And I'm sorry it was blocked, I didn't know, but thank you, Carrie.
1: Oh my goodness! Well, um, you know, it was all heartfelt, and and I, I felt every word I said. And at the time, no, I had no idea I would run for governor. Um, I walked away from my job. For your viewers and listeners who um, don't know this, I walked away from my long career as a journalist in in television news during COVID because I was uh, I had the realization that my profession had just become propaganda, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to loan my voice and my heart and my my soul to it any longer. And I walked away from my big paycheck, which was massive at the time because I'd been number one for more than two decades here at the Fox affiliate. And I just threw my life into God's hands and said, guide me, take me where you want me to go. And I figured I'd be doing something behind the scenes. But an amazing thing happened. The people of Arizona reached out to me after I walked away from my career and said, please run. governor we need people that know us that trust that we trust that understand arizona and so i uh i you know prayed a lot to god and and jumped into the governor's race never been in politics before other than covering it for nearly 30 years and we have we just kind of set the state on fire with excitement people had a uh, vision again for what we could do to arizona and for arizona and we had a movement And it all came to a screeching halt on November 8th, when our election was run like a banana republic by the people who were trying so hard to stop our movement, our America First movement. And so now I find myself in the middle of of an epic battle, and we are fighting back against the people running our elections here. They're just completely corrupt. And this is our moment to stand up and say we demand our voice at the ballot box. And so that's that's where God has led me now.
0: Well, this is a noble fight that you're in. Let me tell you, you already know what you're up against. But here's, as you, I go through probably, I don't know how many hundreds of news stories, if not thousands, in a week. Um, and one of the things that I've noticed, whenever the topic of Maricopa County or some of the elections come up, you see two words, election disinformation. You see in the in the press stories, election deniers. I've had Republicans tell me that you need to quit. You need to stop what you're doing because all you're doing is is furthering this, this disinformation that something's wrong with the elections. And when I look at what happened in Arizona, when I looked at what happened in Maricopa County, how could you not be upset with it? I've never seen a circumstance, and you correct me if I'm wrong, if this is normal, I've never seen a circumstance where the chairman, the county chairman... And the person, the Stephen Richer, who are running the election, formed a pack to pretty much get rid of you and candidates like you. And they're in charge of the election. How is that not a conflict of interest? How is that does? How does that not present on the appearance, the appearance of impropriety?
1: Well, you and I, of, of good character and moral standing, would never do that if that were our job. We would, we would do everything we could to appear and, and be as neutral as possible because we're running the election, right? And right. this is not just a normal county, Bo. This is one of those mega-huge counties. It's the second-largest county when it comes to voter power and influence because 62 percent of Arizona – The population of Arizona resides in this county. So if you can uh, create shenanigans and cause trouble and rig an election in Maricopa County, you can control the whole state. And uh, the the people, you're right, Stephen Richer, who oversees the election, and Bill Gates formed a super PAC, and they raised money with the sole purpose of stopping me. And, you know, they said it was to stop election deniers. But we looked at their expenditures, and all of their expenditures went to stopping one candidate, yours truly. It is a huge conflict of interest. I'm on the ballot. They should be neutral. They shouldn't be raising money and going out and campaigning against somebody on the ballot that they're in charge of. Not to mention my opponent, Katie Hobbs, as the Secretary of State, oversees the state elections, so she oversees the certification. And this election was run— in such an obvious, blatant way to sabotage Election Day voting that other county officials were reluctant to certify their elections because of what happened in Maricopa County. And my opponent, Katie Hobbs, who's in charge of the state's elections, threatened them with jail time and arrest if they would not certify the elections that they had grave issues with. The conflict of interest goes so high and so deep And that is going to be part of our lawsuit, which we are filing tomorrow, contesting this election. You are filing the lawsuit tomorrow. Yes, we are. And and both they knew that our movement um, was so massive. I mean, we drew crowds of hundreds of thousands every day, several times a day. It was much like what President Trump drew when he drew crowds. The people were with us. It wasn't just about me. It was about we, the people, returning our government to the people and they knew that everybody was showing up on Election Day. It became kind of the, the, the theory that all of the Cary Lake supporters were showing up on Election Day. And they did. Seventy-two percent of the vote on Election Day in-person voting were Republican. And on, on Election Day, 63 percent of our polling locations were inoperational or not functioning with one to two-hour lines on average, but lines as long as five hours. And nearly 90 percent of the poll workers on Election Day said they were not at all confident in the outcome of the election because of the way things were run on Election Day, where the tabulating machines went down, the printers were not working. They didn't have toner in the printers, so they couldn't print out ballots. And when people finally had a chance to vote, they couldn't get it to go into the tabulator machine. They were told to put it into a drawer three that they would take down to the county and count later. We We have have that.
0: We have that. Uh, uh, Kerry, let us listen to the aforementioned chairman, Bill Gates, and Stephen Richard, both of whom formed a political pack to defeat your candidacy while at the same time being in charge of Maricopa County elections. This is when reports started coming in that the tabulators were out. This is what they said.
2: Hello, Maricopa County. I'm Bill Gates, the chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. And I'm Stephen Richard, the Maricopa County Recorder. And we're here to give you an update on how things are going so far with the election. We've already had almost 44,000 people show up this morning, check in, and be uh, available to vote. And things are going great out there, but there's one thing that we wanted to address to make people aware of today, and that has to do with our tabulators. We've got about 20% of the locations out there where there's an issue with the tabulator where some of the ballots that after people have voted them, they try and run them through the tabulator and they're not going through. But the good thing is, is we do, first of all, we're trying to fix this problem as quickly as possible. And we also have a redundancy in place. If you can't put the ballot in the tabulator, then you can simply place it here in where you the see the number three and this is a secure box where those oh. ballots will be kept for later this evening where we'll bring them in here to Central Count That's to tabulate enough. them. Carrie admittedly
1: twenty <laughs> percent of I hear them because they're so full of BS.
0: <laughs> the good news is the good news is twenty percent of our oper- machines are inoperable. That's the good news. Uh and we're gonna <laughs> fix it. Just Put your ballot here and just trust us. Is that the way that elections are supposed to be run in America?
1: Absolutely not. And we had a big warning on twenty in 2020 when our elections were a debacle back then. I've been one of these so-called election deniers trying to uh, you know, raise the alarm bells on that so that we don't have a repeat of it. And it's not about me, Bo. It's about our children and our future. If we have elections that are run in such a way that we have no faith in them, then we lose our country. And so it's not about Democrat, independent, Republican. I know there's Democrats out there who feel the elections are run terribly. So this goes beyond just accidental. You know, I believe in coincidence, but you can't tell me 63 percent of poll locations on election morning. Mind you, we vote for a month here. So they were operational up until Election Day and then, boom, Like an alarm clock went off on election day, everything just falls apart, breaks down. The machines don't work. The printers are offline. The toner doesn't work. You know, I just don't believe in that much coincidence at one time on one pivotal day. Whether it was maladministration, malice, I, I don't know. But my gut and my BS meter is going off on this one in a big way.
0: Okay, so tomorrow is the day you file the lawsuit. You have not yes. conceded the, le- the election. And do you have, what What does your gut tell you, Carrie? Like, does it tell you that you have a fighting chance here? Or is the court just going to turn a deaf ear to these problems and just, oh, that's the way it goes? What does your gut tell you?
1: Well, my, there are other people filing lawsuits. A, Abe Hamadeh, who ran for AG, a very popular, hardworking fighter, is um, he filed his lawsuit today. I'm not sure if he's filed it yet. I'll be filing mine tomorrow. There are other lawsuits coming down the pike as well. That shows you how much concern of what happened in Arizona that not just I feel, but many, many people feel. And people have asked me, voters said, please fight this. If you don't stand up and fight, our voices will never be heard. I feel very confident, Bo, and I know that may make me sound naive considering how, um, you know, unfortunately our judicial system has not been equal as of late. But I think our case is going to be very good, and I think that we'll get a good judge somewhere along the way. And it may not be our first um, when we filed it immediately, but we will get it a court date, and I feel incredibly positive that we will win this. So much wrongdoing happened that I don't believe every judge out there will turn a blind eye to it. And so I want the people of Arizona to know and the people of America to know we have to start this fight somewhere. We're starting it in Arizona. We can't have elections that are run the way they are. And it should be a red flag to every American the way these elected officials and the way our FBI and our government is trying to censor us when we speak out about elections. Ask yourself why. Why do we not have free speech and why we can't question the way our elections are run? I believe it's because there's widespread corruption across this country in our elections, and we need to stand up and speak out about it.
0: Kerry Lake, thank you for standing up. Thank you for being unafraid to speak despite this massive campaign by the media to denigrate and demonize people who do speak out. We hope to have you back in the very near future, and we are going to continue to follow this. Kerry Lake, you are an amazing human being. Thank you for being with us.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. It was such a pleasure.